Welcome to The Grind, a podcast about the church planting process and missional strategies to make disciples of all nations. Coming to you from the offices of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, here are your hosts, Dave McClung and Chad Grigsby. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to Grind 2019 podcast. I am Dave McClung. With you, with me as always is my lovely flat billed hat wearing partner in crime, Chadlett Grigsby. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Chad just um, he just wearies of my nonsense on a regular basis. Bless his heart. You guys should pray for Chad because uh, all the things. Never a dull moment with you, Dave. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Hey, that is my goal. That is my plan. You know, life is is tough enough without laughter and and idiocy. <laughs> I want to bring both in spades. So, well, mission accomplished. Dave. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm full of joy. That's just the way it is. I'm just That's full right. of joy, and That's I want right. I want to share that with uh, our listening public. So, do we have enough followers to have a listening public? I doubt it. I wondered about that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the, the cutoff is for being able to say my more listening than, public. More than one. Yeah. Our fan club, you know. Two or more gathered. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right, moving on. Hey, we are excited that you joined us today. We've got on the podcast the Bearded Wonder, our, our wonderful friend and compadre, Billy Sheets from Camden, Arkansas. What's up, Billy? Man, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? <laughs> I'm all right. And I always good. love having guys on the podcast who have thicker Southern accents than I do. <laughs> and, uh, hey, let me tell you how bad it is. This coming up Sunday for us is Send Sunday. I leave the D off and everybody's like, what is Send Sunday? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Hey, we, we have going. gotten multiple questions every time I talk about Send Cities from oh, people yeah. wondering if we're talking about Las Vegas and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, and no, it's send. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm not very good at enunciating my D's, but uh, is, is sin Sunday like the purge? It's like the one Sunday that's no sin is off limits. Is that what it would be? <laughs> it is. We live our best yeah. life that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> maybe uh, not. Maybe it crumbles, Billy. I'll, you don't I'm want sorry, to get it all falls apart. To sin. You're a terrible pastor. Why are you I on here? here. <laughs> We're fixing to find out. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah, yeah exactly. If we get to the end of this and I still have a job, like I'm just like, it was a good day. Uh, yeah, that's day. right. That's right. Hey, we, we feel that way we, every time. We, we think the same thing. Yeah. 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 Man, you yeah. are my people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. So, here's what we want to talk about with Billy uh, because he is. Uh, having a, a very great and unique experience in taking over a church that died and closed its doors and has been replanted and revived, resurrected, so to speak. And so we want to talk about replanting with Billy. You're, you're what now? You're, uh, six, seven, eight, months. seven months seven. in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so lots of stuff really been successful, done a great job. The church is growing very well. Uh, lots of successes, lots of challenges along the way. And so we want to kind of dive into that conversation and because we got guys all over the state that are 
are gifted kind of like Billy to wade in to some of these uh, places where a church has, has closed down and, and there are some people that want to see something go on there. And Billy's done a great job of merging the old with the new and doing something, you know, with new life. And so we want to kind of wade into that conversation day and get his unique perspective on that. So, so kind of talk about, you know, you're seven months in, uh, I know this was probably not completely on your radar when Todd West called you and said, Hey, Jesus loves you. And I have a wonderful plan for your life. Uh, so kind of talk about your replanting journey and how you got here. Uh, man was just kind of born and raised in student ministry. Uh, loved it. Always thought I would be doing it for a long time. We were in Queen City for five and a half years. And um, man, just some things happened. A little bit of a shakeup there. We found ourselves in Waxahachie, Texas, south of Dallas. Now, listen, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a country boy through and through. And we moved into the city. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And, <laughs> and completely thrown off like, man, I'm just, I'm a fish out of water down here. And uh, man, while we were there, we knew that God was probably, this was probably going to be our last one, that God was kind of moving us more towards a pastor. And um, a small church outside of Sulphur Springs called us and said, hey, we want you to come be our pastor. First experience, cut my teeth on it. Man, oh my goodness. Some of the best ministry we've had. It was fun. It was enjoyable. We were back in the country and I could shoot things, which always um, <laughs> is a plus. And then... Um, <laughs> And in one day, I get a Facebook message from a guy by the name of Todd West. And we, we had, I got saved underneath his ministry when I was 18 years old. And we would talk occasionally, but that was it. So when I got this message, I'm like, man, this dude done got hacked. We don't do this. So <laughs> I didn't think anything about it. And he said, man, I got an opportunity for you. And he said, call me. So I called him. And it was crazy because right before that, me and my wife were carrying on a conversation. She said, I think you'd be a good church planner. And I looked at it and I said, I think that's a terrible idea. Like that didn't even, like that ain't my cup of tea at all. So then he calls and uh, he's like, man, I got this church down here. We're getting ready to close the doors and we're just looking for a pastor. And that was like on a Tuesday, on a Saturday, me and Marley jumped in the car, drove down there. And man, we crossed from Texas to Arkansas. And after that, it was just like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, we're not coming. We're not coming. Got all the way back. was like, well, I guess I got to call and tell them we're not supposed to go. And then, um, Man, Sunday morning, I preached in the middle of that message, man, God just kind of stirred in my heart saying, hey, you, you need to look at this a little bit more. So, man, we drove down Monday. I drove back down Monday from Sulphur Springs to Texarkana. I spent the whole hour and 30 minutes praying. And then I, I, I happened. I'm like, man, what? Let, I ain't heard this dude preach in a long time. Let me listen to something on him. <laughs> and he preached a message that's called Lot Lingers. It will jack you up on every part of your life. Man, I just... <laughs> Boo-hoo and snot was flying because I knew that, man, this was pretty instrumental. I sent it to my wife, and I'm like, hey, listen, if you don't want to do this, don't listen to this message. Wow. And um, so, uh, so we got down there. We talked all day Monday, all day Tuesday. And Tuesday at lunchtime, he said, look, man, I'm fixing to just ask you, are you coming down here or not? And um, I said, well, I said, let me show you this. And my wife had already started packing a box up at the house. <laughs> I, she just knew. She knew. And I'm like, wow. I sold the phone. I'm like, I, I think we're coming. And then, and here's what was crazy out of all this. Like, if we went like two weeks and we didn't even know what we were going to be making. I didn't know if they were going to pay us. Like, we're like, well, we probably should ask that question. <laughs> so the one day he called, he said, hey, let's talk about money. I'm like, oh, I am getting paid. I didn't know. And um, wow. so, so, man, it was it, it was interesting. Had no idea about I mean, I've heard of church planning 
here and there and a revitalization um, where we were at in Sulphur Springs. Man, I read a quote one time by a guy by the name of Clay Smith, and uh, he posted it on Twitter. And um, he said if the statistics are right with, with, with 80% drop in attendance and churches closing doors, he said within the next five years, he said we better get real good at revitalizations and mergers. And, uh, and I saved that tweet, and it's been one of the things that's always just kind of rattled around in the back of my mind. So um, that was kind of the first thing. And then after this, man, I, I, I wake up every day, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I go to bed at the end of the day, and I'm like, still don't know what I'm doing. But, hey, we're, uh, we're moving on and pressing on. So but that's how fun. I found my way to Camden, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Well, and wow. you, you are tailor-made for a community like Camden because you can shoot stuff there. Amen. <laughs> hey, when he called, I thought he was fixing to say something like Little Rock, and I'm like, man, I, I can't do a city no more. Like, listen, rule, man, that, this, this is my people. Like, like, like Jordan, I love him to death, the skinny jeans and the city people. I'm like, I, 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 listen, I clam up when I go to Little Rock. It's just like I can do it, I can do it for a short stint. On our cohort days, oh, my gosh, I can't get out of Little Rock fast enough. Yeah, like yeah. Get back skunk smells and everything else. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my see, gosh. see, see, folks, hey, it takes hey, all can, kinds, and uh, and we, we try and have a well-rounded podcast. So we're going to bring you the hipster city folks, and we're also going to bring you the gun-toting, <laughs> chicken walking, uh, you know, country boys as well. And so, my speaking Loretta. of chicken walking, okay, you got to tell everybody about your pet chicken. Yeah. So we we were in Sulphur Springs. We um we had a we got a group of chickens and um one of them she was my baby girl. Like she'd get in my lab after a run. Like she's my <laughs> well, she got eight. She didn't last very long. She got eight. Yeah, yeah. But the Antichrist chicken, Satan's like little puppet, was this chicken we named Loretta, and she's the worst chicken in the world. Like she she would have survived the apocalypse, but she didn't make it past Zeke, our neighbor's dog. Like she, she's something fierce, man. She, she, oh, she's bad. She chew you up and spit you out. And um, so we always had to make sure that we kept every other women and children away because she'd eat you. And um, we, when we were leaving, like, man, what are we gonna do with her? We can't give her away. We can't. So we put her in an old Ford, drove all the way down here, kept her in the backyard, and uh, she just became more meaner. Yeah, she whoop up on you. Everybody has guard dogs. We have guard chickens. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one you walk on a leash? Yeah. Yeah, we have a leash on her. And as long as you got food in front of her, she'll walk wherever you want to walk at. But, uh, hey, when we first moved down here, everybody was like, hey, you got a chicken in your yard. And I'm like, yes, Loretta, she's mine. And um, they were real confused. it was confused. a mistake. They did. Yeah, they were like, what is happening right here? I'm like, no, she, she's all mine. Hey, but we don't know if Zeke got it. Or, so here's what she she can be kidnapped easily. If you had food in your floorboard and you opened up your car door, she'd get anybody's car. So we either think she got kidnapped or she got ate by the neighbor's dog. One or the other. She's gone. We don't know. We so don't no know. more walking the chicken, oh, huh? No more walking the chicken. Oh, oh man. man. I'll tell you. You I, know, I, as much <laughs> as I want to have a conversation about church planting, I just, <laughs> I, I just have so many other questions on other <laughs> subjects. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I know it. Day. Yeah. You know, it's like the. It's like the. Uh, you might be a redneck if every day somebody comes to your house mistakenly thinking you're having a yard sale. You yeah, know, it's like, you might be a redneck if people call and be like, hey, "I don't know if you know this, but you got a chicken <laughs> in your yard." It's like, yeah, it's our pet chicken, man. Yeah. Leave yeah. us alone. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, well, dude, oh, I knew gosh. we had to kind of bring that up on the podcast just so everybody gets, a, good. you know, context, you know, for who they're listening to here. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm ruined. I'm uh, done. Y'all yeah. got to do this without me. So funny. So funny. <laughs> All right. So, so you guys, uh, Oasis comes in, they help the church close down. You come on, be it on board, uh, to do a restart, replant there. And, and it's gone really well. I mean, you guys have done well with that. And I, I know, you know, there, there, obviously there's some challenges that come with any kind of ministry and, mm-hmm. you know, resurrecting a, you know, a, a church and community, you know, challenges that come with that as well. What, what have been kind of some of the biggest surprises for you uh, that, that you've learned, you know, along the way or seen along the way that, okay, I didn't expect this, maybe good surprises, maybe challenging surprises, but what are the things that, you know, that, that uh, that really kind of caught you off guard in doing this. So we were talking about this um, just yesterday as we kind of were walking through some of the questions. And one of the things I think the, the most interesting surprise is is um, how good it's went. Yeah. Like, and and I'm telling you, man, I'm kind of like I like to be prepared for anything and everything. So, man, I was, um, man, I was just prepared for all this to come crashing down. And I mean, we're seven months into it and we, we still hadn't closed the door. So I'm pretty excited about that. But um, <laughs> yeah. it, it just amazes me. Me and Todd were talking about this a couple of days ago at the fact that uh, we thought we would have fought a whole lot more battles along the way. Yeah, We thought yeah. that there were going to be times where we were going to come and bring some people in and say, Hey, look, we, we just, and that's the old way, but this, this is kind of the new direction we're going to go. Um, but we have done very little of that. Now we, we've had a couple of our little spats here and there, but uh, man, by and large, Man, it's been it's been surprisingly good, and man, we thought it was going to be. I thought we would have a whole lot more, um, and I think that probably if I could go on the flip side of that, the other thing that that I think I knew, but I was just kind of surprised about, is um, how how connected to the to the old people are. Mm-hmm. That man, there's just a there's there's just something, and and I don't know if it's just in the hearts or whatnot, but. There's so many people, man. They want to. They want to fight the new while trying to hang on to the old. They, they just, man. It's their prized possession. And um, I, I've learned a lot. I had a pastor tell me one time. He said people have the tendency they want to celebrate their glory years, and um, and and they just can't. They just make that out to be so much bigger of a thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. yeah. What well, you know? I think we all have uh, a tendency to long for comfortable days in the past. Mm-hmm rather than wading into an unknown future. And I mean, you look at scripture and, you know, all the way through the wilderness, you know, the Israelites are saying, you know, we need to go back to Egypt. You know, I wish we'd have never left Egypt. Well, Egypt was terrible. You were slaves. (laughs) Egypt was awful. Uh, You know, but it was, but at least, you know, the, the enemy, you know, is, is better than the enemy you don't know, you know? And so they, at least they knew what that was and they didn't know what each day held, which is, which is where exactly where God wanted them to be. So they trust him. And, uh, we, you know, we always cling, you know, to, to those comfortable places and, and, and nobody's immune from that. You know, all of us, all of us do that. And, uh, you know, always a challenge to, to, to bring, keep people moving forward. Yeah. I tell you one of the other things that I was um, just thinking that when you said that was, um, mm-hmm, I just lost my train of thought. Um, it'll circle back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
It would have been good. I promise you it's going to be profound. That's what having an antichrist pet chicken will do to you right there. (laughs) That's all the grades. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Well, while you're circling uh, back around, when, when you're, when you're replanting, you're, you're kind of merging old and new, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you kind of have a lot of times, I guess there's multiple ways to, to do that, but it seems like you've got kind of this new, fresh leadership, maybe new people with some existing facilities, existing membership. So what do you think has been the biggest challenge of merging those two dynamics? Um, so one of the things that, that I hear when we try to do events or and just talking about just stuff in general, um, a lot of people always want to be like, Hey, we used to do it this way. And there's nothing wrong with the way that we used to do it, but it's one of those things that, so when we moved out of the, we were, they were in the sanctuary, they moved out of the sanctuary and we kind of retransformed our gym into uh, this place where we worship. And one of the things somebody said came up and um, and I love what he said. He said, man, are we, are we thinking about going back to the old sanctuary? And I said, well, that's further down the road. We're not going to, we're not, we're just looking at here and now, right now. We're not kind of worried about that part of it just yet. And he said, listen, I hope that we don't go back. He said, because I think that if we do, he said, I think we're going to sit back down. And he yeah. says, I don't want us to sit back at, down into our old way of lifestyle and our old things that we're out here. It's new. It's fresh, man. We're doing some different things. And he said, man, we like this a whole lot better than we did back over there. Um, so that's been part of one of the interesting things that I've, uh, that, that we've noticed is there have been, and it's interesting because there have been some people, man, they just kind of came along who we thought weren't going to be really on board with us, man, that there's some of our loudest champions behind the calls. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then what, other what people that? that we would have thought that were going to be like, Hey, boys, man, they were, they were a little bit harder to bring along in the process. What was the thought process behind, uh, moving to the gym space? Um, they needed to have. They needed to be shaken up outside of their little normal Tennessee's routines. So that and was the main motivation, just change of venue, something new atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll cool. tell you what we did that I thought was, it was awkward, but man, it changed everything. So when we first um, um, Mother's Day before I preached, Jordan Bowl was down preaching, and uh, I was fixing to preach the next week, and I'm like, look, man, you got to help me out, like take a picture, show me what I'm fixing to step into. And he panned a video across and there might've been 30 people there that day. If that, now they're in an auditorium of five, 600 seating capacity. So, mm, I mean, it just wow. swallowed them. So when they moved out to the gym, the very next Sunday, they, they only put like two rows in like 30 something chairs. And that was it out of this big, huge gym. It looked goofy, but it changed everything because now everybody was sitting close. They were sitting tight. You could sing louder. There was just something that happened when we did that. And then throughout this process, we only added chairs on when we really needed them. And if it got to the place where we hit three bad Sundays, hey, we would pull chairs back out to make sure that there was always that kind of closeness that they were able to kind of sit with. But, uh, man, that was the one big thing that was probably the best change that we've done yeah. is moving them out of the old into the new. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, there is, there is an awkward dynamic of being a small group in a large space mm-hmm. and, and it really does affect the way you worship the, you know, the atmosphere. And, and if you can shrink that a little bit, we used to use uh, black curtains. Uh, we yeah. were in a, and when we planned city church in little rock that we were in a large kind of open space. And so to shrink that we, it, we kind of uh, put some partitions 
to cordon off kind of a welcome area, hangout area, put couches and chairs out there, you know, the worship space in the middle. And then there was another, I don't know, probably another 2,000, 3,000 square feet, you know, on the other side of our worship gathering. And so we just had some black curtains we put across there. And it was amazing, you know, what that mm-hmm. did, you know, just to kind of shrink that space. And we were able to expand as we needed to. And uh, yeah. just little tips like that can, can really help people feel like there's progress and movement uh, and not just all this open space around us. Uh, that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, and that's just good. a change of venue, moving from a sanctuary to a gym. And you guys remodeled that gym and really kind of made it a, a little more dynamic space, a little more modern space. You know, that can, can really change. Yeah, I think I think I think there's a lot of confusion around the difference between revitalization and replanting. And you know, I think you got to be real clear on what your purpose is. We've had some guys come in to churches and say we're going to do a replant. Churches say we want to do a replant, but what they really want is revitalization. Yeah. And, and some guys have gotten into that, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they they don't want to change anything." Right. Um, so I think the fact that y'all change something immediately, mm-hmm. even something big says, Hey, this is a totally new thing. Yeah. So that's, I think that's great. Well, uh, and, they shut it, and you shut everything down and you know, mm. the old name change and all that old stuff uh, was changed to Oasis and then you know, new leadership. I mean, there's a, a market yeah. shift from the old to the new, wasn't there? Yeah, they, they, they never really shut down. They could still continue to meet. But okay. uh, the, after the vote, everything was Oasis. Um, I mean, when we got up there, we, we took off where we were meeting and we moved into the gym. Uh, my wife went up. She scraped all the doors off of manual. We tried to get everything off of it and put all Oasis in front of yeah. um, And we wanted them to see and know that, hey, there, there's a change that's happened. Uh, one of the things that um, I, I think helped this process kind of move um, so much, much smoother is when um, Todd, when he went down, he met with all the deacons there. He met with anybody and everybody he could. And um, I, I'll never forget what he said. He said, Billy, he said, I did everything I could to talk them out of this. Yeah. He said, I told them they're not going to like it. It ain't going to be good for them. They're, they're fixing to fight it the whole way. We're going to change this. We're changing this. And, and he said, I, he said, I painted a picture for them what it was going to look like. And then they came back and they voted, I think 97%, 90. And it was, I, I mean, crazy ridiculous but that was one of the things everybody knew kind of going into it like all right if, if we're going to say yes to this then we need to be okay with change yeah man yeah. He, he serves you well in that way hey I, I'm, and i think you that's know? one of the big yeah. reasons that we have not fought um a lot of battles yeah it's because he's very open very honest very transparent like hey this is what it's going to look like we just want you to know going ahead of it yeah and we've even met with some churches since then but and dave i think you even said this one time in one of our um, cohorts that a lot of people they like the ideal of it they want yeah. the end goal but they don't want to do the process and everything that it takes to get to that that wow. picture sure and, uh, well and 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 it's not even so much that they don't want to do it they don't know how they don't know yeah. they've never seen this before yeah. You know, I tell church planners all the time, look, you know, there's, there are people who want something different. They just don't know what different is mm-hmm. and they've never experienced it. And so to assume that they're going to understand everything you're doing is, is a bad assumption to make. And I think one yeah. of the, one of the things that, that Todd does so well and, and, and really kind of, kind of sets you up for success there is, is he communicated very clearly and openly and gave them an opportunity to ask questions and, 
and really explore what this would look like. And I, and I found with people that the more you communicate and give them an opportunity to speak uh, and mm -hmm. just say what they think, once it's out there, typically they're going to be okay with what's coming up. Uh, yeah. And, you know, have an oasis in your corner like that, um, you know, really carry some weight to it and experience with yeah. it that I think served you well. Um, Agreed. You know, what are some, what are, what are some other things, you know, one of the things I think that helped make this so successful is having a church like Oasis, mm -hmm. you know, in your corner to, to be that uh, larger, more successful church. Of course, Todd had a, you know, a great reputation, you know, with the people in the church, they knew, at least knew of him and, and his reputation as a leader. And, you know, what are some things that, cause, cause a lot of times, you know, with, with replanting, if you've got a, significant church in your corner helping with leadership and communication all that stuff it just seems to go so much better what would you say were are some of the key things that they did that oasis did to really pave the way for this man i'll say this um when in one of our first talks he um he said something that that, that always stuck with me he said billy he said if, if you were if this church just called you out of the blue he said i probably wouldn't recommend you going he said, they're not going to want to change. They don't want to do anything. Um, he said, but, but he said, I, I give you my word. Like we are in this together. Like you're not going to come down here and I'm leaving you high and dry. Yeah. He said, the other thing that we offer you is we offer you a team of people that's going to be able to help walk through everything. We're going to talk about decisions and, and we're going to look at everything. It's not just one person. Like we got a lot of eyeballs on this and I'll say this Oasis, man, every, every church has a strength, but Oasis, they have a group of pastors that, um, they're with me in the trenches. Like I might be down here week in, week out, but nothing would ever have taken place if it wasn't for, for, for Todd, Jordan, PJ, um, any of them. This is all because of, Hey man, they, they loved us. They supported us. They prayed with us. They helped carry us through all this. So I'll say this man, a team effort that it is, it's the only way to make it through there. I, yeah. I could not imagine doing everything we did. Just me and my wife by ourselves. Well, let me just say, this. it would have never happened. Like it'd yeah. been like, <laughs> y'all can have it. <laughs> you know, Dave. Yeah, this this brings up a good point. You know, we think a lot about having a sending church, sponsor church, mother church, for plants, but we don't always think about that in terms of replanting. And I think having this conversation kind of brings that's maybe one of those factors in replanting. Yeah is given that supporting church. Uh, maybe it's a church that's done that like you guys have, you know, or something like that, but connecting kind of a sponsors or mother church to a replant. Dave. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we're seeing more and more is we're having some of these churches who've been struggling and know that, you know, their days are numbered and they don't want to see the church close. I and mean, there's so much history there and, you know, kids married and baptized and, you know, loved ones buried and so many significant things have happened in those churches over the years and they want to see something happen. And so one of the things that we're seeing a, a trend with is some of these churches are doing exactly what they did with Oasis, contacting a church that they know that is healthy and strong and saying, is there a way that you guys could help us do something new here? Um, I, you know, had a conversation with a guy just this week who's had two Two churches contact them in their area and say, would you guys come alongside us and resurrect something here? And, and Oasis is a great example of how to do that 
And, and you're a great example of what happens when a partner church does that uh, yeah, with yeah. leadership support, you know, financial support, ministry team support. Um, and it really makes all the difference in the world. And, and yeah. we say this well, all the time, that partner church is vital. It is. Church it is. Well, it's kind of like an interim pastor almost. Cause like an interim comes in and kind of does some stuff and you kind of want the church to be mad at the interim. Not really, but maybe a little bit, you know, cause he can kind of take some hits for the next pastor. And I think Todd coming in and, and kind of laying it out, maybe taking some of those hits, man, that that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know? yeah. yeah sure enough. Sure enough. Hmm. So, so if you were say, you, you know, maybe one or two pieces of advice to somebody that's, you know, leaning towards replanting rather than kind of starting from scratch. Uh, you know, what are, what are the, some of the things that you would say would be key things they need to know, you know, going into this journey, you know, stuff that's, you know, that you've learned that, you know, it's helpful for you. Uh, maybe some missteps you made, Hey, don't do this. Uh, yeah. you know, something like that. I tell you, and, and I don't know if this is going to help or not, but, one of the things that I, I had this ideal, this picture, this vision of what I thought it was going to be like. And, um, and none of that is even remotely close to it. And I think I had to get to the place where, where I had to be okay with it, not looking exactly like I thought it was going to be or the way it was going to shape out. Um, and that's been good for me. Um, I, I, so not to just to be so stuck in the box. It has to look like this, act like this, do this, um, that, that it's okay if things look a little bit different. Right. Um, and and that was difficult because I liked it. I liked it the other way, but man, that's been, um, that's been one. And then, um, and what would be another one? Um, I'll tell you what I didn't do enough in this time. And I don't think I, I don't, I didn't do enough praying throughout mm. all this. Hmm. Um, and I relied a whole lot more on my own strength and power. Yeah. And the, I see that though, when I did that, man, it was, um, that's when I started having a lot more conflicts. Yeah. Wow. And um, looking back on it, that, that was one of the things we talked about in the cohort, um, whenever that was. But the fact that, man, you've got to have a solid prayer life. I mean, this ain't something that we can just shake on and just kind of move on with. But it has to be it has to be right. And, um, and especially at the first part, I think I was so overwhelmed when we jumped off in this. Like it was just like hey, I things that don't I, I, I got to do all this other stuff like you can take a back seat. But um but that would be probably the one thing that I look back and I'm like, Billy, you probably really dropped the ball on that one. You should have been a little bit more in tune with the word and uh, just spending time in prayer before you jumped up and trying to go out and do everything else. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that is one of my constant battles because yep. I'm a doer. You're mm -hmm. a doer. You yep. want to get out there and be with people and make stuff happen. And, and uh, the hardest thing in the world for me is to stop yep. um, and say, okay, Lord, uh, Caesar Kalinowski, who's a church planner in New York, I heard him speak one time and he asked a question that has haunted me ever since, ever since I, I heard him ask it. And, and I come back to it on a regular basis and try and implement this. It's a challenge for me, but he said, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, the role of Holy Spirit and, and what we do in church planning. And he said, he said, when is the last time you woke up and asked the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, what, what do you got in store for us today? And tell me what wow. to do and I'll, I'll follow you. And I, and I was sitting there listening to that and, and I, you know, 
I mean, I, I have a prayer life and I ask the Lord often, hey, you know, where are we going? What do I need to be doing? But that daily, okay, God, not what do I have to get done today, but God, what do you want to get done today? Mm-hmm. And what's my part in it? Yeah. I never thought about that like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that really was a wake up call to me in my ministry that I'm doing way too much without asking God, God, is this what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Summit has really helped me that as well with you know, Bill Ellis and his prayer warrior self uh, has really mm-hmm. challenged me so much in that. But a lot of our planners, you know, we ask them, what would you do different? Number one thing is we'd have prayed more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, one of the other things, and, and we've already hit on it, but man, I, I think doing it by yourself is not the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just, and, and I would even have to say that you might be networked with friends that are even in ministry, um, but there's something different. I mean, I, throughout this process, there were people I'd call, but there's something different about a group of guys that are, man, they are like literally in the trenches with you. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, it, it's the, man, it's the breaker. It is the big thing that's going, there's a guy right now that I'm thinking of, he's playing a church. And, um, so we all got together the other day and he was like, man, y'all come over. And we kind of, we really started talking. And, um, I, I realized that he didn't, he didn't have nobody. Yeah. And he wow. bounces some ideals off of us four pastors. And I look at that and I got home and I, a matter of fact, called Todd. I said, look, I said, man, I ain't told you this, but I just want to say thank you. I said, man, I, I, I've seen what it's like with the team and, and it's crazy, but I couldn't imagine doing this all on my own without just somebody there to walk through this process. So yeah. Yeah. Pray more and man, get a team. It, um, you can edit that first part out. I don't even know what I said. That part. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a team inside the church and outside. Yeah. You know, you can't lead the church by yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, having a team outside the church for encouragement, support, prayer, ideas, brainstorming, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I, I'm telling you, it's just, it, you know, you know, those saying, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes the same village to raise a church. And, uh, and you just need lots of folks in your corner and uh, there's no way you can over, uh, overestimate that or, or uh, overstate that it's just vital. And you've had a great example of what that can look like and how it helps, you know, with the Oasis crew and, you know, others. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, I, we know you're just seven months into this journey. This is becoming a very hot topic. You know, really, you know, we in Arkansas, uh, you know, we're constantly running these numbers. And, you know, from 2006 to 2011, you know, we averaged 11 churches a year closing. Uh, from 2012 to 2017, it jumped to 22 and a half. And then 2016 and 17, there were 26 that closed both of those years. And then last year, 2018, there were 35 churches that closed in Arkansas, SBC churches that closed in Arkansas. And, and that trend is, is common, you know, all across the country. And so, you know, one of our big challenges and heartbeats and really working hard on this this year is to, to work harder in revitalization, you know, and mm-hmm. helping churches before they get to that point. And then if it comes to that point where they just can't sustain it anymore, okay, how can we reclaim the land, you know, there and take the facilities that are there and do something new uh, in them. And, and so that's a, you know, that's a big, big issue for us in 2019 and and beyond. And you're one of those examples of a guy that's wading into that 
to say, okay, let's, let's give new life here and mm -hmm. do it, do something new, uh, yep. create a new wine skin and, and see what you might do. And so, so we need to come back to you about two years down the road <laughs> and say, all yeah. right, we hit you at seven months. Now you're three years in. Was it like yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Lord only knows. Hey, so let me just say this. Um, I, I had a lady last night. So our send Sunday yeah. is, um, it's coming up, coming up this Sunday and, um, had a lady after church. She said, Billy, she said this, she said, I don't know how to put this into words. She said, I, I've seen what God has done through, through Oasis coming and, and, and all it's merging and coming together. She said, I've seen the lives that have been impacted, the salvations, baptisms, just the life change, restoration, relationships are brought back home. She said, I've seen that here. And she said, to think that we're fixing to launch all these other different campuses and locations. She said that they get to have that there in their town. She said, I'm glad to be a part of this. Yeah. And when she said that, I'm like, you know what? You could be a walking, talking billboard for a lot of places and a lot of people. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I got a lady in our church. Her name's Miss Betty. She's one of my favorite people. Um, but I tell her all the time, like, if a church ever calls, like, I think we would probably send Miss Betty down there to talk with them. <laughs> she has been in our corner from the day yeah. one on our, on our uh, launch Sunday. She was our greeter and she is just crying at all the people that are coming back. And yeah. uh, wow. man, it's, it's, it's when people see that, Hey, it's not about really about a name. It's about life and restoration and Christ being proclaimed and, and people brought to him salvations and baptisms. Hmm. We can focus on the main thing, man. That is, um, she said, I, I, we just forgot what it was about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Dude, I tell you, I had seven senior adult ladies in my last church that I would take with me anywhere, any setting, yeah. any church plant, pastor, whatever. And, and those ladies were awesome. And I'm telling you, they were our, you know, they, they told our story over and over and over and were significant in bringing lots of folks into our church because they, oh, you know, they just loved what was happening so much. And those folks are vital, vital. Mm -hmm. All right, dude. Man, thanks so much. We're going to do, uh, with each podcast guest, we do a thing called Rapid Fire. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you've listened to the podcast yet. You're new. We'll forgive you if you hadn't. But uh, uh, we want you to at least go back and listen to yours, you know. <laughs> so, you, you know so you'll hear how thick our southern accents are. And uh, But uh, so short, quick answers to these burning questions that give people insight into Billy Sheets' soul. How about that? Uh -huh. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top one or two books that have had the most impact on you. Oh, that is good. Um, the Bible, obviously, because yeah. I'm a pastor. Um, and then um, Church Unique that we're reading right now. And um, uh, um, oh, my goodness, Francis Chan's book that he wrote, um, Letters to the Church. Yeah. Oh, don't read that. It is. It'll, yeah. it'll cut you deep. It will. It yeah. will. <laughs> what about your biggest strength and challenge or weakness in ministry? Um, strength is, um, the beard. Um, it, it is a big selling point. Everybody's like, man, check this guy out. Um, I think my biggest weakness is, um, man, it, you're not moving off that as your strength, huh? Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. No, I'm not. No, I think my biggest weakness is, um, I tend to overthink. I, 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 I overthink. I stay in my mind entirely too much than I should. Yeah. And I, I, I tell a whole lot of lies to myself that aren't true. Yeah. So that's probably my biggest weakness is Billy. You got to quit listening to yourself. You ain't all that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> now, if I had to pick a strength, like, man, I love people. 
uh, yeah. just connecting and, um, I don't know, building relationships with people. Yeah. Well, you're it's fun. that. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, um, favorite pastime or hobby? I think we've already got insight into that. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Hunting. It had to be that. Shooting stuff. Yeah. Killing critters. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I don't yeah. know if I can go to jail for this or not. When we were in Box of I lived in the city. So we were living in a neighborhood. Man, I ain't killed nothing in a long time. And I, th- you're, this podcast going to be the worst one ever. Y'all <laughs> It's just me and you talking. Hey, I went, I went and I bought a Gamo Air BB gun, and I would drive up church parking lot, and I'd shoot Dove off the power line. At the church, <laughs> the pastor came to me one day, and he's like, you're fixing to go to jail. Hey, this is how bad it was. We'd roll down the window, and I would shoot them. I'd open the back door and my kids would run across the field and pick them up. <laughs> I'm telling hey, you. Hey, boy, go fish. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, country came to town. That's right. That's right. Do you have a favorite band or musician? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I like worship. I like, um, I like church. Like worship music is um, um, a gig I like. Way to go all spiritual on us there. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> trying to bring it back. You're right, right. Just from killing yeah. doves to I love worship oh, I music. Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite movie. Oh, um. Um. Oh heck. I can tell you, I, I can tell you like office. The office. What am I thinking, man? Don't listen to me. The office. It might be a TV show. show. I don't know if you're looking for that, but well, I watch that morning, noon, and night. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. TV show. I, it'll work. I'll give you half credit for that. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Usually we get what Braveheart or uh, you know Rocky or uh-huh. Gladiator, you know stuff like that. I'm drawing a blank, but I'll call you my Huckleberry. Um, <laughs> Tombstone. Oh, Tombstone. I couldn't think of. <laughs> Lonesome Dove kept coming. In. I'm like, no, that's don't don't say that. Yeah, yeah Tombstone. Tombstone. Hey, I've watched Tombstone three times in the last month because every time it comes on TV, I have to stop and watch it. Hey, just, it's just one you're of those. Closer to the, you're closer to the father because of that. That's right. Ah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> one of those infinitely quotable movies. Oh, my goodness. There's so yeah. many good lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Man, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, we're, we're hitting up all your other Oasis uh, partners in crime as well. We We talked to Jordan recently, and we're getting ready to – hit up Todd and PJ as well. And so uh, just, Man, that's uh, good. just incredible. And we're going to get let Todd and PJ kind of tell the overarching story of what you guys are doing and how insane it is. And also yeah. how God's blessing. And I'm uh, yeah. just so excited and uh, uh, glad you're in Arkansas, bro. Hey, I'm yeah. glad to be here. Man, I thank y'all for everything y'all do. Y'all couldn't do it without y'all. You bet. Hey, thanks for joining us again for the grind as we, Wrap up the third episode of 2019. Uh, thanks to Billy Sheets for coming on and joining us. Uh, he and his, well, his pet chicken is dead now, but uh, I love the story about the pet chicken. And uh, that dude's a character. So anyway, uh, keep track of Billy and what's going on at Oasis in Camden. Uh, good stuff coming out of that church down there and their replanting journey. And so just wanted to give one more reminder that if you want to sign up for the Grind newsletter that drops every other week with the, the new podcast episodes, then you can sign up on absc.org backslash the Grind newsletter. 
and subscribe there and get a copy of the Grind newsletter each time it airs with the or drops with the uh, pod, new podcast episode. And once again, top two or three big ideas from the interview, bookshelf recommendation, and an article to go along with it as well. So hope you guys enjoying that that have signed up so far. And I hope you'll, uh, if you haven't signed up yet, go to the absc.org backslash the grind newsletter and get your copy today. See you guys next time on the grind. Thanks for listening.